Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone, it's Dina, and this is Badass Books and Booze um, Summer Vacation Edition. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually supposed to record it last weekend when um, myself, Tiffany, and Ann were all at Ann's Hillbilly Compound, Uh, but unfortunately, no one was sober enough to turn the computer on. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) So, in case you don't know, uh, this week's guest is Ann Conley again. And not Hi. The, but Ann Conley has a buttload of books. And um, Tiffany is not with us tonight because she's in New Orleans. Hello. She's in NOLA getting her groove on down in the French Quarter. Bitch. Okay. So, but... Um, I want to talk, I know that um, last time Ann was on, we did talk about uh, Power of Love in the Book Bitches series. And I do want to um, just mention it one more time because I have a copy in my hot little sweaty hand. Well, my hand is not really. And it has a gorgeous man on the cover who's half naked. And Michael. Uh and the interior is absolutely fantastic, if I do say so myself. And I would because I'm the one that fucking did it, and I'm awesome. And uh, as you can see, so this is going to be the basic look for all of the butch, book bitches, correct? Yes. All right. And it really is a beautiful cover and terrific interior design. But we're going to... And it, it takes a team to come up with that. It's not just a one person who says it happens yeah. and it happens. You have to have a cover designer and a formatter and everybody that will work as an author to make that happen. So it's not just a poof that happens. And exactly. Took- and Laura and I did collaborate on the interior. I, I didn't have anything to do with the cover. I'm not going to take credit for that in any way, shape, or form. But um, she and I did come up with the imagery for the interior. Um, because we wanted it to be different than, you know, yeah, 90% of the stuff out there. It is great. I love it. I did love it. I do, I do. And then what you've got six books in that series planned, correct? Yes, yes, there will be six books in that series, and then, um. Peer Securities, because Peer Securities seems to have uh, sucked your people in. 
It really has, surprisingly. I, I wasn't expecting it to. I, I was hoping, but um, it has performed much better than I thought it ever could. Right. And it's really good. And I got three of them in my hand right now. So, which one was the first one? The first one was Craze. It's the blue cover. Do you not have that one? I have it. I just don't have it in the stack that I just got from you. And see, these I'm holding up now are the ones that I just picked up from uh, Ann's Hillbilly So, but um, give a little background. That's the blue one. That's that's the first one. You gotta say something. And hold that's it. Crazy. That's crazy. Yes, absolutely. With Ryan, your lovely cover model, Ryan. Yeah, Devin. 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 Why do I want to call him Ryan? Because the the character's name is Ryan. Devin Ryan. Messed me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your fault. And I swear to fuck, I am. This is my first drink. I swear. Well, I swear to fuck, this is not mine. So, yeah, so you have an excuse for your goofiness. So, but okay, give me, tell me what Pierce Securities is. Not the series, the company. The company is uh, a group of men in Austin, who um, Austin, Texas, who have been unable to find their niche. In the real world, um, ex-cops, ex-military, ex, uh, what? There's a lawyer. Everybody, nobody could find their place in civilian life, and so they kind of banded together and formed the securities company because they're alpha men in charge who want to be everybody's heroes. And that's kind of the catchphrase for the series. Is the tagline is who, "Who's your hero?" kind of thing. Who's your, hero? Who's your hero? That's how it started. Who's your hero? So, um, okay, so the first one was Click. First one was Craze. Craze. First one was Craze. Craze. And that was a, a Coast Guard vet who um, came out of the Coast Guard. You know, the Coast Guard is the most underappreciated branch of the military, in my opinion. Yeah, no one really considers it military. And and I have a I have a good buddy who's Coast Guard, and I've listened to his stories. And he's saved people who fish bodies out of the water. He's he's uh, helped refugees on rubber rafts from you know wherever. And I and I wanted to write a story about the Coast Guard because you see Navy SEALs all over the place, you see Delta Forces, you see, you know, all the serious badasses, but Coast Guard's badass too, you know, they just don't get the credit that others do. So, um, in the book, in the book Craze, Ryan is a former Coast Guard who's seen all this shit and he gets out of the Coast Guard on a medical leave and ends up fixing boats at Lake Travis in Austin and Hating his wife because he sees all these people, pleasure boaters, basically, you know, fucking around and drinking, and he knows what can happen whenever you make alcohol and boats and not the proper safety equipment or whatever. And 
What is all that feedback? I don't know. It's going to be on your end because I don't hear it and you're garbly. Uh, gargle? Okay. Now so you're. Is that better? So now he's he he joins up with with peer securities and the first week is his story. And then you've got okay, because I have read them, and, uh -huh. I, and I've made no secret of the fact that your books are the only ones that I have read in the last eighteen months. I mean, nothing against your books, and nothing against anyone else's. It's just. I I end up getting sucked into yours as I'm formatting them, and then I think, well, I better read the whole motherfucker <laughs> that I've read them. And so then you've got Grab. Who's the main character in Grab? Grab is before the series, and it is the main character in that one is Jordan, and that's Evan's brother. And he comes in. He's he's ex Marines. He's just been discharged. Um. And he comes in and ends up getting into the. Go, go, go. He ends up getting uh, mixed up with the ejection of his neighbor. And. Um, not that he perpetrates it. Do what? He, he's not a perpetrate, a perpetrator of. Oh, no, the, no, no, I didn't mean that. He, he sees the abduction of his neighbor and he jumps into Sable. But he, he can't because immediately he ends up doing so because I'm a firm believer in happily ever after. Maybe we're watching Red getting there, but they're always going to get there. There's. Go. Knock with. I'm still waiting. Well, Maybe my happily ever after is supposed to be all by myself. I'm happy. So I can understand a single happily ever after. Because it sure beats being in a relationship and miserable ever after. Right. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, now. I'm, I'm so fucking scattered here. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, so. Pierce is craze, then wire. Yeah. And wire is... Evan Rocco, which is the guy in Grab's brother. Yes. Brother. So that one's yes. second. And then and then do you have Grab or is then is it click? It's click. Okay. It's wire, click, grab. Click is not necessarily focused on one of the men. Correct. Securities. It's the office hen, right? Yeah. Yes, it's the office manager who's always picking up their dirty clothes and cleaning out the coffee pot and bringing in lunch and the underappreciated, sat on the head way too often woman who is, gets, just gets fed up with all this alpha male bullshit. She loves her job. She loves the guys, but she's tired of being treated like um, she's tired of being taken advantage of. I was going to say tits on a boar hog. But <laughs> but in the in the story, she ends up um, at the beginning of the story. She has a, a radical mastectomy, both breasts removed because of a history of breast cancer, 
and she has a personal history of abuse and stuff, and so she decides to says this layer of femininity that she has. And um uh so she's so dealing she, with that in the storyline as right. well as the role she ends up playing in a <clears throat> mission, a job. Yeah, she she takes a job. They need they need a, a honey pot. I think I think that's the word for it. They need a woman to go in and uh, flirt with the uh, the target and, and get the target to slip up and make a mistake so they can they can get them on um, gun gun trafficking charges to find out that. Yeah, so she, um, they're twin brothers, and she doesn't realize there's twins, and she ends up falling for one of them, and she thinks it's the target the whole time. So there's a, a mistaken identity in dealing with her um, lack of femininity, and she doesn't feel worthy, and it's just, this book was really um, personal to me. It was very, very personal to me, and it was a step back for me to write it because I had sort of gotten away from my social soapboxes in my books. Social issues that come up in your books, which I love you for them. I really do. Um, uh, not, not to mention, you know, not necessarily to take away from peer security series. But in your stories of serendipity, you dealt with um, sex trafficking. Yeah. And um, yeah, internet infidelity. Yeah. And, and is it infidelity if it's your mate? You just don't know it's your mate, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, I I understand your reasoning, and I wasn't shocked at all to read Click and have the um, because you know what I don't think it was a, it was necessarily a social soapbox so much as it, it's the whole brother issue is something that affects a huge number of 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 men and women you know mainly women but men are carriers men do get breast cancer there's there's a stigma with men getting breast cancer that you know my dad had breast cancer and my mom had breast cancer two different types of breast cancer in two different times so she had two separate radical mastectomies and my dad had a radical mastectomy and right before I wrote Click, what the impetus to get me to write it was I ended up having a, my first mammogram at the age of 35 um, because there was a humongous lump in my breast. And um, of course, the doctors wanted to test me for the gene, but of course, that's $6,000, you know, that's out of my pocket. Um, so I, I, I can only assume I have it or my parents were messing with so many chemicals in the 60s while they were farming, you know, because they sprayed the on their crops and Agent Orange, you know, that kind of thing on crops because it was a fertilizer. Right. Um, that, that just messed with their fertility system and got passed down to me. Something that I'm, 
convinced that I just need to stay on top of that stuff. And it's something that a lot of women, every, every woman alive in a, in, a, in a first world country knows about the most of and nobody really wants to talk about it. No, because we've sexualized girls from what they actually are. Right. So this was my way of talking about it. And um, that's what I do. I, I, I make my pretty little stories <laughs> with my, my social issues. And, and uh, well, talk about. we have sexualized breasts to the point where um, now people get offended seeing someone breastfeed, which really fucking... Right off because right. I I could not breastfeed my first child. I was I know people are going to find this hard to believe but I was too uptight to to breastfeed but with Bubba and Wee Bossy Baby I breastfed them for an extended amount of time. I mean Bubba until he was two and, and Wee Bossy Baby till she was four and you know what people aren't getting is that breastfeeding helps lower your risk of breast cancer. Right. And right. that wasn't re- that was kind of on my mind when I made the decision to to breastfeed, but mainly it was because I was really fucking lazy and I didn't want to have to sterilize bottles. Oh, for fuck's sake! That's such a hard. Oh my god! I, man, I I mean shit! I did it so much with Alex, and you know like. First six months, I was like, fuck, I'm doing nothing except washing bottles and sterilizing nipples. I mean, thank God for the little sterilizer thing that I had because, you know, I was lazy. Right. <laughs> People will not find that hard to believe. Um, but, you know, that just. <clears throat> but to the point where women get told not to breastfeed in public, that, that's my pet peeve. And I will go off on someone. I did go off on several people while I was breastfeeding Savannah, you know, we bossy baby. Yeah. So, um, you know, the fact that, and I think that breast cancer needs to be a priority with all women. Yeah. Mainly. I mean, you know, because it is a concern of like almost all women. I think all women, you know, we all do our little <laughs> circle, circle, dot, dot, you know, exams. It, I don't. I don't want to touch my tits any more than I have to. <laughs> I'm just like, um, but uh, you know, so anything that brings awareness to the issues and to have a woman, even a fictional woman, share her story of the reasoning behind it. You know, behind the that they take, <laughs> had had her tits lopped off as a precautionary measure, right. and it hit all the news sources. But you don't really hear about it. I mean, you, you heard about her and what Christina Applegate, and they're really the only women who have made any kind of public stance. So, any kind of public stance that gets the word out is a very good thing. You know, and I, I whenever I, I gave the blurb um, click and I, I did that on Facebook, I had three women message me that day that had done it. They had had both of their breasts removed over complexity measure to prevent against breast cancer because they either had the gene or they had watched their mother die in, in excruciating pain from not being treated soon enough. And, 
And um, that's that's why I wrote the series. It's for women that have done it, that have thought about doing it. Right. But it's there. It's always fucking there for them to, to deal with. So, okay, and to get off of the um, heartbreak. Yeah. Let's talk about tits. <laughs> I love tits. <laughs> oh, mine just seemed to get in the fucking way. <laughs> like, after four years of having someone suck on those motherfuckers 24-7... Oh, God, yeah. My tits never get touched again. And it's looking like they will never be touched again. And I'm okay with that. I really am okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and then you have wire. Now, yes. I, I jumped out of order with these, of course, because I can. Then I'm yes. So, but wire is Evan. Wire is Evan, and Wire is the IT guy, and Wire took me so far out of my comfort zone in writing the story because um, I had this great idea. There were some kids that had made the news because they had killed a, a classmate because a video game character told them to do it, and um, and it was a video. It wasn't a video game character. It was a an extra character that had been written, like a fan-made character that had been written in the video game. And I was fascinated by that concept. I don't play video games um, at all. I don't really care much for video games, but... I have to say, I have video of you playing a video game, but it was Dance Party, so I don't know if that counts. That doesn't count because that's it was just dance and and and, and that that doesn't want to make a little a little bit a little bit but um that's a way for me to bond with my daughter I don't know what you're talking about that's not a good thing. but as far as the sandbox and role playing game sandbox characters and role playing games and stuff like that I was so far out of my element that I even called your son one yeah. time to ask for help. Because I was like, do people play these with headphones on? Or like the mouth? What are they? What are they saying? But he was he was very helpful and kind of gave me a perspective of it that I didn't know, and I have since forgotten. Because once I write it, I'm done with it. Because you'll never need it again. Exactly, I will never need it again. Evidently. So well, yeah. Well, Alfonso is um, my go-to geek. Well, my go-to gaming geek. He was amazing. So, but, um, yeah, the, so what do you have on tap for Pierce Securities? I know of one of them, and I am so fucking excited for one of your stories. I mean, I just cannot fucking tell you how excited I am. So. But, you know, that's just... Okay, so... I just my was a crossover between the Pierce Securities and Susie Stoker's Delta Forces guys. And it was a Kindle World release. Right. So different from anything else. Um, it's not coming out on paperback. Uh, it's specifically for the Kindle World, and it's not about any of the 
your securities guys because I I was I was worried about what Amazon was going to steal the rights to. Right. We were told specifically that we could keep our characters, but you had to use different places. You couldn't use names of buildings and stuff because Amazon would hold those rights. So I was really really ginger about how I treated that book. So that's a Pierce Securities book, but it's also a Susan Stoker book. So I, it's under Ann Conley. So, but it's just, it's a strange episode altogether. Without actually blending the two. Right. Right. It doesn't have to be read with the series. In fact, it's not even ever going to be published on Barnes and Noble or Kobo or anything like that because it's purely an Amazon work. So it had to fit with the peer securities, but not be a part of the peer securities. Right. So the next book, the next release I have is Murmur and that's Quentin's story. And it's fabulous. I'm really loving Quentin's story. And Quentin is is the lawyer that's also the MMA fighter. Yes, he's a lawyer slash underground street fighter. Um, he's, he's Simon's brother. He's one of he's one of the Pierce boys. Simon and Quentin Pierce are are Pierce security. Pierce security. Uh, and he his his story is just it's awesome. It's, it's I'm in the smack dab in the middle of it right now as we speak, and um, it's shaping up to be really amazing. And looking at a uh, mid October release. For it, right. So, um, but I know the story that Dina is super excited about is, is my story. Yes, it's Dina Ray's story. Dina Ray is a new character that has come into Pierce Securities. Uh, they kind of got bigger than the riches, faster than they anticipated, and they had to hire some new people. And so they hired a bounty hunter, a former bounty hunter named Dina Ray, who is. The biggest badass and, and honestly i had a reader that's a guy and he promotes my stuff a lot he shares my stuff um mike bolter with fabulous and fun fabulous and fun but he's a book blogger he and his wife jenny are a book blogger and he had said something just in passing in a comment about why none of the peer securities guys are girls because he really wanted to promote a book that had a sexy chick on the cover instead of a, a guy you know, he wanted to share a book cover with a girl on it instead of, you know. Right. I was like, well, I'd already done Click, and I was like, well, that one has a guy on it, but I need, to, I need a woman. And then I was talking to you, and, and something happened, and I don't, it just clicked. Something, something happened, and I was like, well, Dina Ray's my woman. She's my woman, and I've got a model in mind for the cover, and I know that's the least important thing of it. But um, the story, the story's great. The story is super. Dina Ray uh, is, is a total badass, and she ends up saving the guy and and telling him to kiss off because he was a fucktard. And um, <laughs> and then he goes back, and they end up when told me you were going to have a character. If it was okay that you had a character named Dina Ray, I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. And so my mom and I are at the grocery store. We were at Sprouts picking up some cotton candy grapes because those are fucking awesome. And so I get these messages from Anne as I'm through the store. And she's like, oh, my God, this is what I've worked on for Dina Ray. 
and she gives like the synopsis. So we're walking through the store and I'm reading it to my mother. And my mom goes, well, she just better be cussing like a fucking sailor. Only I don't think my mom said fucking sailor. And I'm like, yeah, I, I told Ann that she has to have a banging body and cuss like a sailor. And Ann told me, but of course. <laughs> yeah, I believe she actually called the hero, the, the male lead, a fucking fucker more than once. Fucking fucker. Yeah, well, then she's me. So, and I'm just so fucking excited because I was kind of heartbroken when I found out that I was not going to be one of the book bitches because, you know, it's my fucking group. But yeah. made up for it with the whole um, badass bounty hunter. The book bitches aren't nearly badass enough for you. <laughs> you needed to be in the Pierce team. You needed to be in the Pierce team. And that's not to say that there can't be a crossover where you jump over into the book bitches at some point. So, well, and speaking of crossing over, we have worked out to where one of your book bitches is going to have not necessarily a book in my series, but she's a peripheral character in my series just because of the last name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany Masters in book two, the next book in the book series, Master of Love. Can I say? Can yeah. I say what it is? Yeah. Okay, she's going to be Cole Masters' granddaughter, and Cole Masters is a, a the, the the grand patriarch of the grand the, the grand patriarch of the family. Of yeah, my, of Masters, Masters, of Masters, of Masters family. Yeah. So and. Uh, <clears throat> That's another one of those things that comes up from Drunken Weekends. Liquor creativity. So, um, that and some Jägermeister and Fireball. Oh, oh, I was about to say, I didn't have Jägermeister, but you did. Fireball. Um, I don't even know what Tiffany, and Tiffany's like, no, my last name is Master. I said, no, not anymore. Your last name is Masters. Sorry. And she's like, okay, so <laughs> go with it. Just go with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I, I think it's fine to collaborate with other authors because I think other authors fuel your creativity. Oh, God, it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Collaborating with other authors is like, oh, God, have you ever had whipped cream with alcohol infused in it oh fuck it yeah that's that's what collaborating with other authors is it's like the difference between a hot fudge sundae with whipped cream and a hot fudge sundae with rum whipped cream right Um, that was a lame fucking analogy i'm sorry it sounds great in my head also you have collaborated with uh christy hagwood Mm -hmm. because Because what is it? She she won't write the sex scenes, or she can't write the sex scenes. Well, that's what it started out as. She can write them. It just takes her like six months to write one, and I can write one while I'm sitting in the school pickup line. And it started as a ghost writing. I was ghost writing her sex scenes for her, right? For her midnight, her midnight, uh, her moonrising series. Moonrising, right? And they went 
along so smoothly that she asked me to collaborate with her. And it's not a collaboration. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I will fully, she does most of the work. I do, it's not a 50-50 split because she does most of the work. But I'm her sounding board. I um, help her come up. And, and I don't know how I do it, but she'll like text me in the middle of the night <clears throat> when I'm dead asleep and just agreeing to anything. And, um, and she'll start saying stuff. She's like a chihuahua on speed that you just have to love. And then the next thing I know, she's got it. She's got the idea that she wanted. And then she sends me 60 pages the next fucking day that she's written. And I'm like, right. That's amazing. <laughs> and, um, and, and, um, and so I, you know, and part of our, our deal is I go back in and I add some details and I take some stuff out and I change some scenes up and, and I do a lot of the revision process for her, but it works for us. That particular collaboration works for us now. Um, and it's got to work because her last release was what a hundred and sixty thousand words. I mean, it was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you have yeah. epic level, you know. With that's, that's how she writes, and it blows my fucking mind because she writes these sagas, and she doesn't have an outline. She starts with no notes. The complete pantser. She just, she's a complete pantser. And she'll ask me to help her out with something. And I'm like, well, I can't do that without knowing where they're going. You know, so I'm sort of inviting her a little bit. Yeah, playing catch up a little bit and going yeah. a little there. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. And with, with Christy, you just got to hang on and go for the ride because it's, it's, it's crazy. Christy's a fucking hoot. I love I love Christy. I love hanging out with Christy. Uh, I love teasing Christy about her karaoke singing because she will do that. And um, hey, kudos to her because you could never get me drunk enough to fucking sing karaoke. Not gonna fucking happen. I need to karaoke with Christy in Kansas City. Absolutely. Well, isn't she gonna be at Bender in Oklahoma or whatever the fuck it is? Oklahoma City. Yeah, not Kansas City. Oklahoma City. Bad and Yeah, y'all can and that's that's in October, right? That's your next event, October? I think it's September. I think so. I think you're right. It is I am wrong. That's September tenth in a month. Excellent. All right, so we are patiently waiting for murmur. Uh-huh. That will be coming out in uh, October. October. And then I know everyone will be dying to read my story. And it's scheduled for 2017. So y'all fuckers just got to wait. It's probably going to be um, either Murmur, Seek, Hunt, Hunt, Hunt is Dina Ray's story so it's either going to be murmur seek hunt or murmur hunt seek i'm i'm still sort of at a loss with that one but that's, uh, that's you'll never flows i mean i you know i was supposed to release mine a month ago 
I still haven't even got it sent to the editor because I just cannot let go of that fucker. Yeah, it's hard. That's hard. You know, and um, especially because I, I told Tiffany, I said, look, I, I've made what little minor changes and additions and deletions that I can. I said, but I am I'm I don't know if it's because it's my first. You know that I can't let go of it. So um, I am willing to like tell you right now, chances are I'm going to accept any and all corrections and revisions that y'all do to it. <clears throat> I'm going to try. I'm such a control freak. So for me to say that is like, there's like a pit of ice in my stomach right at the moment. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. But I, I do know mine needs help. <clears throat> uh, Tiffany, uh, not Tiffany. Christy did tell me when she was reading mine, she goes, holy fuck, you've got an excellent vocabulary. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. So, but we're going to say good night on this podcast and we will be joining a badass pub where we're going to talk about, I don't know. I think we're going to talk about more about collaboration. And um, then I also want to hit on some uh, marketing ideas, of course, because uh, we're doing some stuff for um, the, the book that um, my publishing house has put out. So, uh, all right. So, everyone, peace out, bitches. Good night. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.